Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and we're here today for Pod 54. I have my co-host, as always, Lita Herman, here with me today. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. Today, we're continuing our series on happiness with the somewhat challenging topic of what takes away our inherent happiness. You know, I think and we talked about in our last podcast, which we're calling Happy on the Way to Happiness, a little series we have going on here. We talked about how you're born happy. And as long as we don't look for reasons or have reasons for that happiness to go to what go away, we should still be happy. But what are those reasons for each one of us? And of course, there are a plethora of reasons. But ultimately, it's how you as an individual perceive the world and the meaning you give to it that makes you happy or unhappy. I work daily with people who have had serious trauma in their lives, and trauma, as we can imagine, is one of the biggest things that can take away a person's happiness, don't you think, Jay? I do think so, yes. Yeah, and the one thing that always surprises me is how different each person's interpretation of the meaning of the trauma can be for them, and two people can have virtually the same negative experience and come away with two completely different ways to think about it. You know, I think there's nothing in inherently wrong with how you respond to trauma. And there's not a hierarchy of who gets, you know, what's done to them makes it better or worse, you know, but if you're unhappy in your life, and you want to be happy or happier, then we have some things we're going to talk about today. And that's what this podcast is about, how to look at those external events, which could be trauma, and what we're calling tentacles. And those tentacles can go inside of us and wrap around our little hearts and make things well, guess what? not so happy. Yes. And we want to take a look at how these old past traumas and negative events in our lives can cause unhappiness in our daily present life without us even realizing it. So we dub them tentacles because they wrap around your heart and make you not free and your heart is not pure. On the last podcast, a free heart is a pure heart. Or wait, was it a pure heart is a free heart? I can't remember which. (laughs) Well, I'll answer that in a podcast minute. What? Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what's a podcast minute? (laughs) Just a quick moment to update anyone new to the podcast about how, well, about what we're doing here and where they can get more information and become a part of the Inspired Action Party. Woohoo! That's a great idea. So if you've been with us for a while, you know we have an awesome Facebook group, Inspired Action Podcast. Anyone who wants to can join the group and ask us questions or just chat with other listeners. They're from all over the world. We also encourage questions in general, and every once in a while, we'll have a podcast that has all the question and answers in that. Yes, and those who send us a question that we use on the air gets a free Inspired Action t-shirt in the mail. Yeah, and I also throw in some other swag, too. Yeah, we just we just sent one out to Australia, and we're, one's going to somewhere in Europe. I mean, we, we'll send it anywhere in the world. Yeah, we'll try anyways. <laughs> the other thing I want to remember to tell people is that we have a meditation app that goes with this podcast, so you can find the link to that and many other things on our website, inspiredactionpodcast.com. 
That's pretty good. And we have more stuff coming up on that app as we expand. So we'll keep everyone uh, updated on that as well. So I think that does it. Are you ready to go? Yes. All right. Let's get cracking. 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 You know, like the sea monster with all those tentacles. <laughs> Release the Kraken. <laughs> what movie is that from? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, for you sci-fiers out there, you must know Clash of the Titans. Liam Neeson said that. Who was big time now. He wasn't so big back then. He said, release the Kraken! <laughs> release the Kraken! And let's stop this podcast. Okay. okay. He didn't say that part, but... <laughs> okay, that's more from my misspent youth of watching lots of movies. Really bad movies, evidently, no, man. No, no, Is that a good one? No, I've never no, seen no. it. All right. Well, it was a little corny. <laughs> so, okay. So we've been talking about tentacles, and we sort of made this up a while back, but it's helped us so much to take a really tough look at ourselves and be able to name some of the challenges we have based on our hearts not being completely free. Yeah, you know, it's really helped me free my heart in a deeper way. But Lita, you know, how do you explain those tentacles to people? Oh, by the way, there's other sea creatures with tentacles, not just the crack. Okay. Think of the octopus or a bunch of octopi. Yeah. Octopuses? I don't know which, eight. but eight tentacles, okay. multiple. They're just kind of swimming all around, ready to latch on. Latch on. So I liked that image of tentacles because it can wrap around you and it really can change who you truly are. And we essentially create our own tentacles because of our interpretation of what's happening around us. But it feels like these tentacles come from the outside and reach in and grab us like an octopus is or getting a us. Or a kraken. Or a kraken. <laughs> a big, scary kraken. Do we even know what a big kraken looks like? No, I have no idea. <laughs> they did make a, a brief appearance in Pirates of the Caribbean Two, I think. You know, I was thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I, I don't know how I remember that. I don't that. think they said, release the Kraken! No. no. And let this day be cast by we who ready to wait. The Kraken! But they did fight the Kraken. You know what? I'm going to make sure both those clips are in the show notes for okay. anyone who's not sci-fi out there. <laughs> You know, non-sci-fi humans, but, you know, it is it is the visualization that we like. You know, it's the idea that we've been playing around with different tentacles and giving them different names. So it's a really good way to have the images now have names that kind of helps me the most. You know, if I realize that I'm encountering, let's say, ego pride tentacle in this particular moment because maybe I'm feeling criticized or defensive, that it helps the naming of the feeling. Then I meditate and I release it. It's much easier. Yeah, and I really find that this is the power of the visuals of the tentacles, being able to name some of these things and then take them out of our heart so it can be pure. And I think they're like layers on it, covering that pure heart, that free heart. Mm -hmm. So it's not really in it, right? It's just like on it, covering it? Yes. Yeah. So, ah, so you're good. Free heart, pure heart, pure heart, free heart. (laughs) I want you to go back and tell everyone again your definition of that because it was so good. Okay, yeah, that's right. We we described this in the last podcast, Pop 53. A pure heart is a free heart. And what we mean by that is that you're free to think and feel however you would want to based on your true nature. So if a bad thing happened and your heart wasn't truly free, then you'd behave one, one way. But if you, that thing had never happened and your heart was truly free, then you'd behave another way. So through life's experiences, we might be creating these tentacles, and then our hearts are no longer pure. 
Well, they're no longer free. Yeah. So they can't be pure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of like feeling jaded? Like you, you know, just can't be optimistic the way like a child might think? Yeah. Like that jaded. pure thought? Yes. Jaded is a really good word. It's like what we're looking for, a pure heart is like being a child in that a child has that total optimism that they feel about the world until someone or something comes and messes it up. Yeah, so we need to get back to that childlike mind. So the challenge in life is to free yourself, come back to that childlike state. Yes, and Lao Tzu, who's the really like the father of Taoism and who wrote the most important Taoist book, that was called the Tao Te Ching, he was nicknamed Wise Child. That's what Lao Tzu means. Because even though he was old, he was believed to have returned to a state of childlike innocence in the world. So he had both wisdom and a pure heart. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Lao Tzu. You know, it's quite a feat really to think about it, to live with a pure heart, you know, and that childlike mind. That's like the goal. Isn't that really like a Taoist version of enlightenment? Yes, and I guess it is because really, if your heart is pure, you will feel content and happy and you're just really enjoying life. Even the bad stuff doesn't really affect you. Yeah, it's just so true, Lita. I wish we could really spend all day just talking about that aspect of this. But let's go through some of the tentacles that we've identified. You know, if you just want to say, make up a few of your own names. When you hear ours, if they don't quite feel in alignment with you, go ahead. But we focused on a few for today. And it could be, you know, tentacles that you relate to fear or doubt. But it just I'm just saying, in other words, there's many, many, many tentacles. Too many, actually. Yes. <laughs> just too many. We had to narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about seven tentacles. Oh. And the first four have to do with the feeling of lack in our lives. So think about children who are really content in an ideal childhood situation. You know, they play with their toys or they go out in nature and play with, you know, sticks. Who they knows? don't really go out in nature much <laughs> yeah, anymore. These days, I yeah. know. You got to get them back into nature. Yeah. But really, those children don't really want anything. Mommy's there if they need food or their diaper changed. But in general, they're just exploring. They don't really know what lack is. They are fulfilled on some many levels. Yeah, you know, as in life goes on, they begin to want things they don't have, or maybe what other kids have or don't have, like they start to see things a little bit differently. And that time, by the time we become an adult, we can be plagued with all kinds of things, like the wanting and the feeling of lack, right? Yes, and it can be more complicated than that example. And we could give lots and lots of examples. But for this conversation, we've named just four of the tentacles related to lack overindulgence, temptation, greed, and jealousy. You know, and these came from our examination of the Ludon Bing, one of the famous Taoist immortals, his trials that his teacher put him through before he became an immortal. Yes. For example, Ludon Bing was robbed. And this is one of his stories. Everything of value was taken. So instead of getting upset about it, he just went out into the fields and started to harvest. And while digging around in the ground, he found some bars of gold. And we'd be like, wow, cool. But instead of taking them, he left them there. So he basically didn't feel that he had a lack of anything, even though he'd lost everything. And the greed of wanting to take something that he'd found that clearly belonged to someone else, he didn't have that. 
Yeah, you know, this is a hard one in our culture. Remember that childhood phrase, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, yes. right? <laughs> we need to wrap our heads around this, you know, morally and ethically. Yes, and when we're thinking about this trial, you know, we thought of this and we had to honestly admit to ourselves that we probably would have gladly and even delightedly taken the found gold. And we had to really examine ourselves as to why we take that gold. You know, I, I made me think of the rebellious chi meditation and, you know, how do we know that the universe didn't put that gold in our path because we asked for it? Like Abraham maybe would say, ask and it is given, the law of attraction perhaps. Yes, and this is an important distinction because we really had to think about this. On the one hand, you know, we're asking the universe for stuff and the universe is delivering it. And on the other hand, we may have found something that doesn't belong to us, so should we take it? And if you harvest something off a tree, like in the rebellious tree meditation, you're floating down a stream and those gold bars are just like growing on the tree and you pick them and they're meant for you. So you're not really asking the universe for gold that you have to steal from someone else. Yes. You're asking for it to just appear and in a way that you know it's not someone else's. And you know, the real difference is, is it in your heart? Yes. Do you feel a lack of wealth? For example, maybe because someone stole your wealth, like Ludon Vin had his wealth stolen from yeah. him. So maybe he still didn't have that feeling. But now you have this tentacle that has come in, wrapped you around your heart, and you feel like you owed that money back and you're constantly wanting to take it back. You kind of feel like you deserve it. You know, maybe Lou Donvin never ever wanted that gold. Like he didn't want to be paid back. Yeah. I actually had a client who did have her money stolen and it was really like this tentacle. Like all of her money? Yes. Well, no, a huge chunk. And 10 years later, she was still lamenting it and constantly feeling like she needed more money, even though she had plenty of money. So that's that feeling of greed. Yeah, But wait, let's go back to that list. Overindulgence. This is the easiest one to see. Let's talk about it with eating, something that is also rampant in this culture. You know, however, I think of it more with different things now, like other things besides just food. Yes, and I think it comes from a sense initially of not having enough nourishment in your life. It's a feeling of insatiable wanting and no self-control. Yeah, and I also think constant negotiating with yourself. I see that a lot when I'm working with people. You know, even after you've made a commitment, you know, and then they come see me and they're trying to figure out why things are not really yeah. going the way they want. But eating too much or too fast, they like before yes. it's taken away or before they lose it. But leader, I have to say the overindulgement that I'm seeing right now is a lot of anti-social media, as I call it. Mm -hmm. TV, movies, video games, alcohol, drugs. I need to just stop. I could keep going on and on and on. It's also about a lack of presence, isn't it? In the person ignoring the voice inside your head. That's that self-control voice. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about the eating, maybe your parents use food to soothe your emotions or to show love. And so now you have emotional eating disorders like yes. that. It could just go on and on and on. Eventually, this tentacle can also affect your health palace. Yes, or your abundance palace, because it can be tied to that feeling of greed, yeah, too. Just being unable to stop doing something that really just doesn't feel good in the first place. Yes, and it's kind of like any addictive behavior. It's triggered by the feelings of stress, anxiety, just feeling uncomfortable with yourself. And, you know, let's, let's talk first about some of these triggers. 
you know, how do you identify what your triggers are? We could really dive into that even more. But wait, wait, before we go into the triggers, let's continue with the list and talk a little bit more about these tentacles. Yes. So the next one is temptation, which was really for people who cannot say no to something that they've promised never to do, such as cheating on their partner if they're monogamous. Can you explain the difference between the two? Well, one traditionally had to do with sexual lust, but again, it's similar to overindulgence. It's a feeling of temptation and you just can't say no. So this isn't something like food that you're supposed to eat and you're just overeating. Because, for like nourishment. Yeah, for nourishment. This is for something that you're not supposed to have at all. Like if you're in that monogamous relationship, you really shouldn't be having sex with someone other than your partner. Yeah, that would be definitely not good. And then what about like these emotional affairs, deep emotional connections with someone other than your partner that may or may not lead to sexual, you know, is that considered along that whole line there? It's really up to your commitment to yourself and your partner. Are you lying to yourself or are you lying to your partner? I mean, there are polyamorous relationships nowadays where people have multiple partners, but they, they make certain commitments to each other. Like they're not going to, to lie about yeah. these different So the temptation comes in after you've made the agreement. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So these are not easy and light things here. That is why we use the tentacle imagery. You know, we talked about greed, which is the constant desire to accumulate material things or money. And it's that feeling of not having enough. It's particularly more about material accumulation of stuff. And a lot of people have this constant need to get more stuff. You know, have you ever watched that TV show Hoarders? Yes. <laughs> I've watched it a couple of times. It's a little scary, but people love it. But it's more than just hoarding. You know, you don't have to be a hoarder to have the greed tentacle in there. I mean, think of Lou Don Vang for example, you might have that feeling of lack because something was stolen from you. And even though you don't need that thing, you feel like you're constantly in need. Yes. And, you know, it's that abundance palace issue of the feeling of never having enough. Or when is enough enough? Yes. That's a bigger question. Yes. I knew this guy who collected stuff and it was odd kind of stuff. Like he'd buy a boat and then he'd like keep buying boats. I mean, how many boats does a person really need? He had 10. And I don't even think he went on in the water, right? No, they never went That's in the water. That's really the crazy part. <laughs> and then he bought plants, just not just a couple plants, but these huge plants until there was no more room in his house. And then he went on and it was golf clubs and pots and pans. And like, he, he just... He just went from one thing to another, but he was in constant accumulation mode. Yeah, that's really, the greed is about a lack of generosity and prosperity as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're constantly accumulating, you don't have anything left to give to anyone else. There's nothing left. So yeah. wow, that's, that's just another one we could spend all day on, because I do think that's really rampant in this society right now. Yes, with all the um, commercials we see on TV, yeah, it just, just breeds we're in, this. inundated from yeah. the whole ugh, the whole industry of just trying to get... Aren't the commercials really about making us feel lack? Yeah. I was watching one or about... Or envy. Yes. Or, or actually oh, all these topics. Yeah, yeah. You know? Jealousy and envy. That's yeah, the next let's, one. Let's talk about those right now. Yeah. So this is about your dissatisfaction with yourself and wanting to be someone else or to have someone else's life. It's still a feeling of lack, but you're lacking. You're not good enough. Is that yeah, like a good way of saying it? Yeah, you're not good enough. Yeah. It's hard to be your authentic self if you're jealous of someone else. It means you're really not happy with who you are. You're not accepting your life, your situation in that case. These are all tentacles yes. that come in. 
And also beneath the jealousy is this lack of kindness to the other person that you're jealous of. And even sometimes hatred of other people you're jealous of. Yeah, that's also another big topic. And you're right, we're inundated with the with the media and just different parts of social culture that's just overwhelming. I mean, I think one of the best marketing strategies that they've come up with is making us feel lack. When we feel lack, we buy. Yeah. So of course, you know, or when we feel jealousy, we go buy. That's how we deal with it. So it is sort of a a very, uh, I don't know if it's global, but it's definitely Western societies and or the wealthier societies where TV and marketing has really sort of built up this constant feeling like we don't have enough. Yeah. I mean, think about the first thing that came to my mind was the Apple. You know, every year they come out with a new iPhone and they knew this and like only a year old. I thought you were going to say the Apple, like Adam and Eve. Yeah, that too, right? (laughs) You know, a new Apple now. The Apple, like the computers. And remember we were in Hong Kong and the Apple, it was like an Apple five or six it wasn't even a big one and there was like mass hysteria to get to the into the store it was a big store too huge scale yeah it was like nothing i've ever seen before and it like i said it wasn't even a big launch it was just another launch so they create they they do definitely do that over and over and over Hmm. like if you don't have so it's that jealousy envy lack greed greed yeah. yeah So the next set of these tentacles is about control. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how do you stop trying to control the world around you? Or giving up control completely because you stop caring. Yeah. That whole control thing is just, I don't know, out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it's either about wanting to control everything or giving up completely because you stop caring. So wow. the first tentacle... I could just, you know, like five people just came to mind when you said that. Yes. It's just crazy. Yes. So the first tentacle of this type is the pride ego tentacle. And this is a tough one for all of us, I think. It's hard not to feel defensive when people criticize you. I mean, we want to be right so badly. A free heart would listen to the criticism with humility and then decide if truthfully there's merit in what the person is saying, which, you know, they might not have merit in what they're saying and they might be wrong or you, and you might be right or they might be right and you might be wrong. But instead of listening, we reject the criticism and fight it. Yeah, we don't like to be wrong. No one mm, likes to be wrong no. and no one likes it pointed out. No, they're wrong. No. So if you want to be right all the time, this is a big tentacle for you. Embarrassment and confrontations are big triggers as well. That's also in a lot of society right now with the anti-social media and different things that are constantly bombarding us, you know? Yeah. All right. Next is deep-seated anger. Wow. This is, (laughs) you know, one of the common, common tentacles for people who have experienced trauma they may be completely unaware of the anger inside of them and it's just constantly affecting them day after day it's almost like a fury inside of them you know perhaps their mother died when they were really young and maybe fundamentally they're just pissed at the world like from as far back as i can remember yeah they don't even know what it is they just know that they're pissed and of course they are who wouldn't be you know but when you bury that anger inside you know I mean, first of all, who are you really angry at? You know, let's say it wasn't anyone's fault. Your mother just died. So maybe it'd be God or the universe or life or your father or whoever, you know, however you have processed it, however you think of it. Yeah. And then someone comes along today, present time and annoys you a little bit. And you're not, you're not 
you don't think you're thinking about your mom, but that annoyance touches that anger inside. And then you fight that person. And it's like, you just can't accept things in your life. Yeah, I I think that anger can be a positive emotion that brings about change in the world when it's something that needs to shift. But it can be a real, real challenge when you're angry all the time because you just can't accept the world the way it is. And the last tentacle is kind of the opposite to this anger one, and we call it apathy. So this is where you just stop caring about anything because you don't think you can make a difference. So why bother? And this is a tentacle that happens often when you feel powerless as a child, and then you can't act on anything you're inspired to do. You know, it, you are sort of going with the flow. You know, going the flow is also great when you're walking your path, when you're being authentic, when you're in alignment, and you're in the destiny of, of your own life. You're, yes. You're doing it. But if you're unwilling to follow that path and your destiny, now you've got a heart challenge. It's You're just not free to walk your path. Something is in the way. Something is making you doubt yourself, making you feel like nothing matters. We're meant to follow a path. We're meant to be passionate about our lives and to feel inspired and to act on that inspiration. Hey, that's the name of the podcast, Inspired Action. (laughs) That's a lot. You know, my head is like spinning and we're just sitting here chatting. But, you know, we need to let's talk about how the tentacles, how to, how to work with these tentacles, how to figure these out, how to start to untangle them. Yes. I have an idea because we've been going for a while here. Let's break the podcast here and let's give people some time to digest and think about these tentacles. So let's cut the tentacle. Yeah, let's cut it. So remember at the beginning of this podcast, we said, meaning like podcast pod zero zero or pod zero zero one, we said that the first I think it was pod 002, actually. We said that first you have to become a watcher in your life. Yeah, the observer, the watcher. And you have to watch yourself and see what you're actually doing. Then and only then can you make changes. Yeah, and I also say, listen to this podcast again. We covered a lot of stuff. We went super fast, but that's a great idea. And the next podcast, we'll talk about unplugging the, the tentacles, unraveling the tentacles from your heart so you can get back to that pure heart. So your homework or your heart work, as heart Jay work. calls it, yeah. let's say that you really look at how these tentacles appear in your life. So let me just repeat them. Overindulgence, greed. Overindulgence, temptation, greed, and jealousy. Yeah. And then of the, the, the last three, there's pride or your ego, there's anger, deep-seated anger, and then there's apathy. So, you know, I'm sure there are many more types of tentacles, but... Just describe the current state of politics in America right now. (laughs) Right, right. All of them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So if you come up with your own names for some of these tentacles, the, the important thing is to name it. Because we have these feelings, we don't really think about them, we don't really name them, and part of being the watcher is being able to come up with a way to identify these things. So that's our first assignment. Like we said, we made it up. So please join us and try and understand how this works. And everyone's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. But you'll start to recognize these tentacles. Yes. And then I want you to start thinking about what triggers you. Yes. Okay. So how did it get there? Why does it have such a strong grip? And what would I call it if I started to understand it? Yes. And please go on the Facebook group. If you have a good idea and you want to share it, we'll start a thread there about tentacles and see what other people are experiencing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's put the Kraken back in the, in the box. <laughs> okay. Or release the Kraken. Yes. All right. We'll talk so more next time. That's it for today. Happy trails to 
You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there? We love having you with us on this journey, and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews, and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember to hug the dog.